Limitless Wrestling fans. We're back in the back of the Cadillac. John Alba and the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver here with another edition of the Limitless Wrestling podcast in this COVID world that has just left me busier than ever. Randy, what is up? Not too much, man. Uh, excited to do our first ever watch along today. Yes. Something that I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't dove into this realm of podcasting yet, but. Well, uh, I am a genius, and I come up with good ideas. So sure, this we'll is go with that. But of... uh, with nothing going on, I actually talked to a few of the uh, Limitless roster members this week, and uh, there was quite an interest once we announced that we were doing this that some roster members would like to actually join us for watch along. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll set set another one of these up with uh, maybe Ace Romero, who's been asking endlessly. And, really? Um, yeah, he, he'd like to get on again and do a watch along of some early stuff. So. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll set something up here in a couple weeks, but let us know, uh, if you like today's episode, if you like this kind of format, let us know who you'd like to see on here and we'll see if we can set something up. Well, on the last episode, we interviewed the Limitless Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, Anthony Green. Uh, you get any feedback about that? I did. Uh, actually a lot of people, uh, seemed to tune into that episode. Uh, I think it was cool to get Anthony Green back on here to kind of talk about his recent career because I feel like it had been what a year year and a half since we had him on and actually talked about his career and what's been going on in his world and uh, obviously uh, a lot has changed since then so a uh, very fun catch-up conversation with him i think people enjoyed it a lot and uh definitely uh from what i've heard from listeners we, they want more interviews on here as well so uh that's going to be something that we try to square up here in the next couple of weeks to get a few more interviews with i think some people who we haven't had on the podcast yet so stay tuned we're going to get Alec Price on so I can give him crap for destroying my neck in the Let's Rumble. <laughs> he did come at you pretty hard in the Rumble. If you watch that video, which hopefully will be getting released soon, you yes. can see Alec Price just stomp away at my neck. And my neck is just reverbing right off the canvas. It was. I loved it. I, I watched that on replay pretty frequently. But Alec Price is a big John Alba fan. That's the weird part. Is he, though? He is. Oh, yeah. No, he is. He definitely is. I know okay. that. I know that for a fact. Loudmouths stick together. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of loudmouths here, Randy. Quite frankly, right. I am pissed off. I am pissed off, Randy. You know why I'm pissed off? Because we extend this incredible, incredible invitation. The Alba Star Search. The digital Alba Star Search. In these trying times, people's resources are cut off. They've got a chance of a lifetime to not just gain some recognition, but to gain some prizes, some limitless wrestling swag, a hand sign. John Alba, 8x10. As part of the Alba Star Search here. And we've seen some people in Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle step to the plate. In the case of Dave Dyer, he crawled to his little bulldog water bowl and tried to whimper out some words. It was embarrassing. Some people have talked some trash. Some people have stated why they should win the Star Search. Yet, I'm noticing that not many in the Limitless Wrestling fandom Amongst the fandom, people are a little quiet. They like to sit behind their keyboards, Randy, and tweet, 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 and hurl insults that way. But then when it comes time to put their money where the mouth is, quite literally, they're afraid to do it. And I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say that I'm part of Limitless Wrestling when fans like to talk a game like this and then don't back it up. So here's wow. your chance, folks. All you got to do, post a video to Facebook, to Twitter, send it to us at Limitless Wrestling. Email it to Randy. TikTok, I don't care what you do. Tell us why you should win the Alba Star Search. You could cut a promo on anything. Anything. You could do it about how much you enjoy Sam Summerale. You can do it about why Wawa is a convenience store with a gas station, not a gas station with a convenience store. Or you could cut it on me. I don't care. Submit your promos now, however long you want. Get them in. You can win a lim Limitless Wrestling prize package. 
You win some goodies, and most importantly, you earn my respect. And you never know what my respect can lead to. It could lead to some opportunities down the line for you. Randy, what's the deal here, man? I, uh, I would like to ask, have you considered at all that maybe a lot of the fans who listen to this podcast may not want you to represent them? Has that ever crossed your mind? I know the people of Maine and the people of Maine, the people of Maine and New England like free stuff because That's, they're I mean, too lazy to work for anything. So wow. they like okay. free stuff. So we are offering them free stuff, Randy, are we not? We are. Um, so the, a little detail about this is uh, you get a limitless wrestling prize pack if you win. I mean, we're. We're going to come back to this next week and discuss all the submissions that we've received. The following week after that, we're actually going to bring two finalists onto the podcast. And uh, they're essentially going to duke it out for your approval, John Albin, to win this competition. The winner will receive a limitless prize pack, including a T-shirt, a sticker package, a limitless koozie, and, uh, yeah, the uh, the signed John Alba 8x10. You're giving them koozies? Yeah. Man. We're really up in the prize package here. We are. Um, that's what that's what you receive if you win. As John said, uh, this is a promo competition. Uh, basically, I mean, you can cut it on anything, as he said, any topic you'd like to, but you want to convince John Alba that he should represent you and you should win the first ever, ever virtual John Alba star search. And uh, We've had some very interesting submissions thus far. Of course, your boy Mac Daniels with one. A uh, couple limitless dojo attendees, Drake Lovecraft and Dave Dyer. Drake Lovecraft's uh, was terrifying. Yeah, I, I, how'd you sleep that night? <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> it was um, it was really quite scary. Yeah, you sent that to me, and I didn't really know if I, I saw just the thumbnail alone. I didn't know if I should open it, but uh, terrifying. But uh, whatever direction you want to take this, have some fun with it. Uh, I like Dave Dyer's a lot. He ripped. John Alba senseless and uh, we're actually going to put out a video here within the next day or two after this releases um, with some of the entries thus far John Alba is going to explain the competition a little more and then uh, you still got some time to submit so uh, definitely get your promo in if you'd like to be involved Randy, and have the chance everyone to likes to back. sit behind their keyboard and pretend they're a pro wrestler and they all want to cut a promo this is your chance cut a promo you heard Anthony Green do it on the last podcast it was great See what you guys got. Put your money where your mouth is. You're going to get a free prize out of it. And who knows, maybe even a personalized message. Personalized. Wow. Crazy. I am verified. Yeah, okay. And it's in my verified opinion you should do this. But I'll also tell you this, folks. It is in my verified opinion that you should be subscribed to the Limitless Wrestling YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Limitless Wrestling. Because you can get all these great goodies we've got uploaded there. Uploading content pretty much every day. And the beauty of it is that you could go back in time and watch matches from years ago, last year, a week ago, four weeks ago, whatever. The content's always coming. So, with that in mind, I said, hey, we're celebrating 670,000 subscribers how about we do a watch-along? And, Randy, what matches did you put on the poll for this watch-along? Well, um, I believe we had the winner, the unsanctioned match, which we'll talk about here in a second, between Chris Statlander and Ashley Vox. I believe we also had fans bring the weapons on there between Ace Romero and A.R. Fox. Uh, I'd be fucked if I knew the third one. We had, Zach we, had Saber, we had Zach Sabre Jr. and Chris Hero. Okay. And we had the Limitless Wrestling Fatal 4-Way Championship match, I believe. Okay. Um, I was actually surprised that either Fans Bring the Weapons or the Fatal 4-Way Championship match did not win. Uh, very early on, the Fans Bring the Weapons match between Romero and Fox was out to a, a quick and decisive early lead. Um, but really, the, I mean, the votes came pouring in for this unsanctioned match. I'm sure, honestly, if, if this is something that we continue... Uh, at least a couple of those other three matches we'll end up talking about at some point. Which length, one but... do you think I voted for? I I would guess out of the four that you would have voted for the championship match. I did not. 
You did not. I voted for Chris Hero and Zack Sabre Jr. Really? I wanted to watch it along because, again, I think that match is like the foundation of Limitless Wrestling. Without, Were you in the building for that? I was in the building for that. Okay. That was my first Limitless wow. show. Oh, wow. And, okay. And without that match happening, I don't think you and I are sitting here today doing this podcast. I don't think so either. Um, it, was, it was immediate credibility to a company that only had three shows thus far. And uh, it was at least something we could hang our hat on that we did right because there was a lot of things not done right in that first year, which we've talked about in length. But um, it, it was just – it was a show that finally – like it felt like a huge jump forward and we did take some steps backwards. But um, it, it finally felt like things were trending in the right direction for uh, a new flavor of professional wrestling being presented in the state of Maine. But nonetheless – this is the match that won unsanctioned Chris Statlander and Ashley Vox. This is my favorite match between the two. I prefer this match to their other one. Um, okay. Why is that? We're going to watch it and we're going to find out why. And, and, okay. and, 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 I, and we'll go into that because I, I think it's as it unfolds. And maybe it's because we just saw two girls who were so hungry to make a name for themselves in this promotion. And, and you really see it here. This went down at Snakebitten on January 11th, 2019. So we're a little over a year out from this, almost a year and a half out from this. Some of this seems like a lifetime ago, and some of this seems like just yesterday. Yes. When it comes um, this to... show in particular does actually feel like a lifetime ago, to be honest. I was looking over the lineup this morning, and uh, um, it, it just it feels like so many years ago. And in reality, like you said, it's uh, not even a year and a half ago but it just uh to see really how how much limitless wrestling changed in just a year and a half is kind of crazy when we think about where we left off earlier this year this was right after the buffalo boys accident which we covered extensively on this show obviously that kind of shook everything up for this event where were they supposed to fit into the card yeah so this i mean it the card kind of, and this was the second show in a row, really, that we had um, a lot of, you know, just poorly timed injuries and, and poorly timed things happening. It was, in fact, snake bitten. Yes, <laughs> just, just, we literally named the show snake bitten because we we had such poor luck on the show previous, and it just fucking continued. Um, the show previous to this, no control, which was November, the end of November in Portland. Um, off the top of my head, I remember that MJF. Uh, was unable to compete in the main event due to injury. Tom Lawler and Marco Stunt both weren't able to make the show. I think Tom Lawler broke his arm, and uh, I believe Marco Stunt broke his shin. Um, or something something in his leg. He was out for an extended period of time. So uh, it just felt like we were snake-bitten heading, heading into 2019, and it sure, sure as hell continued because uh, the Buffalo Boys, I think it was just a week before this show was scheduled to take place, that horrendous a uh, car accident that kept Daniel Garcia out of action until June and Kevin Blackwood out of action until July. Uh, both of them were scheduled to compete at this show. I believe Daniel Garcia, and I looked today because Daniel Garcia was the one who I did not know off the top of my head uh, what he was doing originally on this show. I believe he was in Ace Austin's position in the scramble. I'm fairly um, certain I, he was. I, I think that was where he was placed on the card. And Kevin Blackwood... Uh, was scheduled to team with Harlow O'Hara against Christian Casanova and Austin Theory. Uh, we we're having a tattoo that was the match. Ta that was the tattoo match, right? Yes, mm -hmm. where if Kevin and Harlow lost, he'd have to get a Dream Team logo tattoo on his arm. And if they won, then he would get a one-on-one -on -one singles match in March with, uh, Stokely Hath with Christian Casanova and Stokely Hathaway banned from the building. Um, funny Man, what a funny about that. What a banger that would have been, huh? It would have, and uh, it, it's kind of cool to think about now, like, looking back. We did get that singles match in the first round of the Vacation Land mm -hmm. Cup. So uh, Kevin still did get his singles match with Christian. He got his win back against Christian, but uh, there was a lot of fun things that we wanted to do with Stokely Hathaway if that singles match were to take place um, in, in March like we were hoping. Uh, we were going to have Stokely uh, banned from the building. He was going to try to dress up in a lot of different outfits and make his way into the venue. And uh, we just had a lot of fun shit planned. And it, this actually ended up being Stokely's last show with us anyway. So uh, it's funny how it worked out. I mean, he ends up getting signed to WWE. And uh, it is something that we always kind of knew was 
uh, a, a potential possibility, but it happened a lot quicker than anyone anticipated. So uh, glad we at least got to have Stokely uh, one more time at the start of 2019. But uh, what a what a shakeup that this card had, you know, just a week out with, uh, you know, a, a driving storyline for Kevin Blackwood now in the trash. And then uh, really, really at this point, too, a, a week after the accident, we really didn't know if Kevin or Daniel would wrestle again. Yeah. So it was it was a bummer all around, but uh, the, the big positive out of this show because on like before we get into it, I did not like this show at all. Um, there were there were very few good moments to bad. It felt like for me, but um, we we raised a lot of money in the raffle that night. And the Limitless fans were just so generous. I don't remember the figure off the top of my head, but there was uh, so much support, and not only at our show, but there was uh, the GoFundMe. A, a lot of Limitless fans were sharing the hell out of that and donating and. Uh, it was really cool to see how the local wrestling community came together for guys who uh, were somewhat new to the Limitless Wrestling world. I mean, Daniel Garcia had really only been on shows for us uh, since August uh, of the previous year, and I think Kevin since March. So uh, a lot of support was uh, was given to them on that night, and that was very special. Yeah, real quick about Stokely. Do you feel like WWE has underutilized him so far? I mean, the easy answer is yes, um, because I think in the year plus that he was in Limitless Wrestling, I think that a lot of people were introduced to just how fun and how uh, quick-witted Stokely Hathaway is. I think he's, you know, undoubtedly one of, if not the best wrestling manager going today. Well, and it's such a, it's such a, it's a miracle that this guy got signed by WWE because WWE is not in the business of hiring managers. They're not, but I, I think I think where Stokely differs from a wrestling manager is that he's just so good wherever you put him. Mm-hmm. He's a um, utility guy. He's an amazing uh, social media presence kind of guy. Um, just really enhances anyone that he's with, and I realize that, especially with um, with his pairing with Christian Casanova, because I think that a lot of Casanova's development, a lot of his uh, really understanding of his character as a single in Limitless Wrestling. Uh, came with the guidance of Stokely Hathaway. And uh, that was that was a pairing that I really wished we could have gone further with. Uh, I also loved Stokely with Austin Theory. I, I think that's not a bad idea for the Fed um, to, to have Stokely with Austin Theory at some point because I do feel like there's just a special kind of chemistry there with those two. And really, uh, I think anywhere you put Stokely, he's going to find a way to make it work. So um, I, I'm interested to see where his uh, his career takes him because I think that, you know, in, in a couple of years, he could be the closing segment to a lot of Monday Night Raws. You know, sure. who knows? You did say that this show felt like a lifetime ago. And in, in some of the cases of some of the talent it does, this show started with uh, Andrew Everett defeating Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs has gone through hell and back since then. And now he's at the tippy top. Yeah, and... Uh, this is a fun, fun match, and a match looking back now, I wish that I did not have opened the show. Um, I think a lot of people were still unfamiliar with who Andrew Everett was, and that was that was shocking to me because he was a guy when we you know discussed bringing him in and set it up. Um, I really thought would get a good buzz going, especially with the match with Josh Briggs, but uh, presenting that out there first, I think it kind of fell flat a little bit in the sense of uh, people not really knowing who to side with in a match like that, but uh, really fun match. I know that this one also is available for free on YouTube if you'd like to check it out. Um, and I think this would be a fun run back, to be perfectly honest. I think a second time would uh, probably do the match better. You talked about the Dream Team match. They end up facing Harlow O'Hara and Pepper Parks stepping in. Yeah, and this was, you know, we really had six days to kind of figure out what direction we were going to go with this tag match. And um, who we were going to pair with Harlow O'Hara because we didn't really want to throw the entire match into the trash. Obviously, the stipulation uh, would no longer be there with no Kevin. But uh, I remember originally we were trying for Andy Williams. Um, Andy, I believe, had a uh, commitment with his band and could not make it to the event. So uh, Pepper Parks was was next up on the list. And uh, personal personal suggestion from the Buffalo Boys that he'd be a great fit for the role. Pepper was someone who we hadn't worked with yet. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I think I told him this as well. Like, I, I wasn't completely sold on Pepper um, bringing him in, like, at that point in time. Uh, I just I, – I don't think I really – I hadn't seen him live in years, and 
I didn't really understand the presentation and know what he was bringing to the table. But when, uh, when, you know, three or four guys who I trust vouch for him heavily, I'll give it a shot. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely proved his worth that night and more and became a consistent re- member of our roster until getting signed by all elite wrestling. And Harlow's so great too. She's so fun. Um, and I, th- I always liked when her and Austin theory happened a couple times. Oh, they had great, ke- they had great chemistry together, man. The stunners were just outstanding. Yes. And that, <laughs> that woke people up. I remember at this show in particular, because, uh, I remember sitting, you know, through the first match into the second, and I felt like some nights you just feel like the crowd's down a little bit. Sometimes you feel like the energy is a little low, and um, I, I think also everything that happened leading into this event with uh, the Buffalo Boys situation, I do think people were not on edge. That's not the correct term, but, like, uh, just maybe not as ravenous and energetic as sometimes they are. Um, we had some serious shit going on, and it was an emotional night, but I think uh, I think this match, once it got going, definitely woke people up. A match that probably also kept people up. Uh, anytime Chris Dickinson steps in the ropes, he's going to grab your attention. He defeated Simon Grimm. I this is another match kind of similar to the first match. I I think I expected a little more out of this one. I expected a little more intensity, more of a, a big fight feel out of this one. I, I not that I was disappointed by it by any means, but. Uh, I just, I, this is another one completely similar to the first where I mm-hmm. think if this was run back a second time, uh, it, would, it would rule the world. And that's know? when and Simon Grimm was doing that, like, tough man character stuff, right? Yes, and yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't know how well it translated on this night. Now, I've actually talked with Grimm uh, since then, and he actually uh, admitted to me that he was dealing with some nagging injuries at this time, and that could be a reason uh, for the slower pace building into a faster pace that I just, I just think, uh, people wanted more right out of the gate from this match, and they didn't get it. But uh, overall, like once it, once it got going, a very enjoyable contest between these two. But not, I think, not your typical Chris Dickinson match that you're expecting in a limitless ring. Uh, MSP faced off with the Thick Boys and Puff. Uh, MSP gets the win here. This is before the Alexander Lee break off, obviously. Just one of those matches where MSP, you know, coming off of a rough 2018, was starting to pick some momentum back up. I fucking really liked this match, and uh, this is kind of a comeuppance for the mainstay posse who have had trouble with the Thick Boys in the past and could not defeat them before. Uh, and this is also the beginning of Puff really trying to get into the Thick Boys and trying to work his way and earn John Silver's approval. And uh, unfortunately, he couldn't do it here. He messed up once again as he did the month prior. But uh, this is one, looking back, I wish I put this one first. Uh, I think the mainstay posse always command a great energy at these limitless wrestling shows it's it's thunderous when they've come through the curtain and uh i I just i I watched this one recently and just just very fun and uh it felt like msp were hitting on all cylinders so it's kind of funny to look at this in january and then realize where they where they ended up as soon as july we will talk about the unsanctioned match which was next that is our watch along for this show after that, we had Amazing Red and Anthony Gangone defeating Private Party. This is one of those matches where you're like, okay, this was actually a century ago. When you think about how much has changed here. First off, was this Amazing Red's debut in Limitless? This was, okay, yeah. And, this was his, and I know that meant a lot to appearance. you. That meant a lot to you. Yes, it did. Um, this is one of because sometimes, I mean, there, there have been moments throughout Limitless history where uh, I've booked certain people being a huge fan of them, but also knowing that... Uh, they'll still work with our crowd. You know what I mean? I, I try to never uh, be that guy who's going to book someone just because he likes them, but they don't work for the, you know, the environment that they're in. I think that's it's ludicrous. Um, I, I thought Amazing Red, uh, Red would honestly work a little better in, in front of our crowd, but I think the new presentation that he was doing at the time, um, wearing a mask, teaming with Anthony Gangone, probably was not the vibe that a lot of Limitless fans were expecting, but uh, to be honest, I knew when the bell rang, uh, it was going to be a very enjoyable match, especially with private party, two guys who were, uh, you know, year one limitless wrestling originals. Um, Isaiah Cassidy was on the very first limitless wrestling show. Uh, two dudes who I mean, Quinn, at least the Quinn, I, I, you know, he was on the first ever show that I was a ring announcer for. I've known him for a very long time. And, uh, you know, rumors were kind of swirling at the time of where they may be ending up and, uh, I think it was only a month and a half later that they signed with All Elite Wrestling. So I was very happy before they became exclusive and kind of off the indies. We got them into Limitless Wrestling once again as well. But 
Uh, fun match. I think uh, I read a review of this where uh, dude like ripped it apart for being a spot fest, but I think it was kind of what you're expecting out of an amazing red versus like a private yeah. party kind of match. <laughs> I think you have to expect fireworks going yes. into something like that. No doubt. Uh, Brandon Kirk defeated Ophidian, Jordan Oliver, Willow Nightingale, the Whisper, and Ace Austin in the scramble. Lots of talent in that match. That's such a wild one. That's mm-hmm. where Daniel Garcia was going to be placed, and I, I'm almost sure that there was another cancellation because Jordan Oliver, I remember, being added on very last well, minute. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> no. Um, Anthony Green actually set that up. AG has always been a big proponent of Jordan Oliver, and uh, I don't remember, to be perfectly honest, the fucking thing about this match. Um, I got pulled away in person. I didn't get to see much of it in person, and I've only seen it back once. But uh, off the top of my head, I do know that uh, Ophidian had a very fun showing, and he's someone who I'd like to get back in a limitless wrestling ring once things pick up again. Uh, Such a unique talent. And uh, this was at a point in Limitless where I was really trying to get together a consistent car coming from Chikara, um, the the Philadelphia area. And that's, that's where the whisper was coming from as well. Uh, I know Willow was uh, relocating somewhere to that area. So we were really trying at that time to kind of get a consistent car coming up from Philly. But it never really panned out looking at the rest of 2019. But yeah. uh, I was at least happy to get them there for the moment. What a run Ace Austin has had since then, huh? Christ, man. Yeah. XXX Division champion. It's a very fun, uh, fun new character for him that he's portraying in Impact Wrestling. But yeah. very happy for him. I mean, the dude really, especially in this time frame, uh, dude was really busting his ass throughout 2018 and 2019 doing the drives. Um, there was at least two or three off the top of my head, limitless wrestling shows that he just showed up to. And uh, I think you know, one of the shows I was on, wasn't he in like a pre-show match almost? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, only fools are satisfied. Yeah. March of 2018. Um, he just hit me up. I think the week of the show said he was going to come up and uh, would help out if needed. And uh, he ended up doing the pre-show match. I think he teamed with Madison miles against Brett Domino and DL Hurst. Speaking of Brett Domino, he lost to your boy, Mr. Grimm. R.I.P. Brett. Well, as you were sure to note on the Limitless Wrestling social media this week, it was the anniversary of the night that Mr. Grimm kicked me out of my shoes and body bagged me. That was a good night. (laughs) Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I stand by it. That's one of the most thunderous kicks in Limitless Wrestling history. <laughs> I I flew. And and it's funny because when it was posted on social, I saw people were like, great bump and all that. There wasn't any bumping involved there. Mr. Grimm freaking pump kicked me out of my shoes, so much so that the momentum carried me heels overhead. And, I, you know, I, I don't like to use the term, but, like, that's a straight shoot, brother. Like, like that was that was that was real, as real can get, and uh, yeah, uh, that's all I remember. I don't remember much, but what about this match? We we haven't seen Mister Grimm too much in Limitless since then. Yeah, so this was a uh, this was a brief return for Mister Grimm, and it was kind of to test the uh, test the water to see what people thought of Mister Grimm at this time. And I think he got a a very solid reaction, but it's just it, it's kind of one of those things where. Um, sometimes you just don't have the proper spots for certain people. Yeah. And uh, it, it kind of goes like that, and it comes and goes. I think like <laughs> there's there's a lot of people. Christian Casanova is a good example um, where Christian was a, a constant for Limitless Wrestling throughout the first year, and then you just kind of get to a point where mm. you don't have anything currently. Grim, Grim is a unique talent because he's surprisingly athletic for his build and his size, and he's mobile. And the character is really unique, but you're right. There's like a certain niche to it. There's, there's so much you can do, I think at a certain time. And I mean that on the flip, that could be my shortcomings in booking him, but um, he's been one of those guys where he had, I I feel like he had about a year run with us um, like 2017 into 2018. I remember he, he got on shows by doing a tryout show that we did in Orono actually February of uh, 2017. But um, had a brief stint with us, and he's he's been always someone who's kind of in the back of my mind of uh, of what can I do with this guy or what's a, what's a wild match that we could put together, but uh, just nothing has come to fruition lately. And I think uh, one of the more recent times that I reached out after this event, actually, we just couldn't get together on dates. So um, 
not not saying that nothing could happen moving forward, but we just kind of hit a wall with uh, what yeah. we could do. I'd love to see him and Dickinson mix it up. I think they'd have a hell of a match. That'd be wild. <laughs> I, I always liked putting Grimm in there with like a a smaller guy, like a high flyer, cruiserweight mm-hmm. kind of guy, because uh, I, I always thought it was a very fun thing for the crowd to see when, when obviously like a guy who's, you know, good shape, 180 pounds is flying all over the ring at Grimm, and then Grimm does the same fucking thing back at him. He's got kind of like a Keith Lee vibe to him, doesn't he? Yes, yes. Extremely agile, but a brick shithouse at the same time. Yeah, no doubt. And our main event was uh, the Kings, JT Dunn and MJF, defeating Take Me Home tonight. Great match in itself, but of course what this led to, most importantly, was the wild ending that saw you come out and announce the Limitless Wrestling Championship. Yeah, I I never want to get in the ring. I never want to make anything about me, but I I feel like this was... One of the few times that I had to interject myself here. Um, Both teams were really coming apart at the seams at the conclusion of this matchup. And, uh, you know, it it really shows at this time, these these were the four top talents in Limitless Wrestling. Um, Anthony Green, virtually untouchable. Ace Romero, uh, a crazy run since the very first ever main event in Limitless Wrestling history. MJF returning and taking Limitless Wrestling by storm in September. And JT Dunn, who's really been the workhorse, kind of holding down the house the entire time. He says the house that Dunn built. Um, and this was this was exciting to know, you know, what was coming out of this matchup. And um, I, I think people left in such a frenzy. And we had, you know, one of our biggest houses ever in Westbrook uh, a couple months later for the four-way for the championship. And uh, honestly, that four-way for the championship, one of my favorite matches in Limitless Wrestling history, and this was the build-up to that. And a very fun tag match. They fought all throughout the building. Um, just, I mean, uh, I'd love to at some point and in some kind of world run back that four-way of these four at one point. I, I don't know if that's ever going to be possible again, but uh, this was a, such a fun time in Limitless Wrestling around the main event picture, just knowing what was coming and where we were going. Maybe in the Limitless Legends circuit 20 years from now, we can run that <laughs> yeah, match maybe back so. and maybe see. So. But this show is focused around unsanctioned between Chris Statlander and Ashley Vox. I'm going to ask you guys to pull it up on your YouTube right now. Just search unsanctioned Chris Statlander, Ashley Vox, Limitless Wrestling. You'll pull it up and start at 0 0 0. Um, before we start watching, uh, I do want to say it is possible that YouTube could give us some technical issues or could have us watch some ads while we're watching this. So if that happens, we may have to stop the match and we'll tell you a starting point to pick it back up. So we want you to watch along with us as Randy and I talk about this match and we'll talk about the backstory as we watch along to it. Um, I'm going to have my volume muted on the commentary for this. So you and I can talk here, Randy. Are you at zero, zero, zero? I am. I'm ready to go. Okay, so I'm going to give us a five-second countdown. We're going to hit play after I say go, and we will start in five, four, three, two, one, go. So here we are, and right away, Randy, these two are in their faces. I don't know why you would book an unsanctioned match with Eric Greenleaf as the referee. I knew you were going to say of that. Of course, here we are, <laughs> nonetheless. He's doing his best. He's doing his best. So how did we get here, Randy? Well... Uh, this stems back to March of the previous year. Only fools are satisfied. There was a fatal four-way match. Chris Statlander, Ashley Vox, Alley Cat, Penelope Ford. The winner of that contest would earn an opportunity at a big match in May at Feed the Need. That would be one-on-one with Rachel Ellering. And Chris Statlander felt she had the match won in March. However, Ashley Vox swooped in at the last second and stole the match in Chris Statlander's opinion. And that did not sit well with the Galaxy's Greatest Alien. She ended up showing her face at Feed the Need, beating down Ashley Vox after defeating Rachel Ellering. That earned Chris Statlander a suspension from the uh, 2019 Limitless Wrestling Vacation Land Cup. Uh, I'll tell you now, I mean, Ashley Vox is connecting with a great dropkick there. Um, I'll tell you now that Chris Statlander, we wanted this match, not the unsanctioned per se, but... Uh, I really wanted to do this match as an opening round contest in the Vacation Land Cup. Uh, that was honestly the goal moving forward, and we were going to actually end the year uh, with some kind of match like this, but it did not come to fruition. Chris Statlander was booked elsewhere. You meant to say, the, the, 20, you meant to say the 2018 Vacation Land Cup, correct? 2018, yes. excuse me. Yes. 
I don't know what fucking year it is anymore. That's okay. Um, so yeah, we had to we had to kind of shuffle things around because I really did want to uh, have this story kind of run its course, and I, I felt like there was something there with these two, and uh, this was something that they were very excited about as well. So uh, we kept it going. There was a pick your partner tag team match at Pretenders Beware. Chris Statlander and Davey Yen versus Ashley Vox and Willow Nightingale. Things boiled over once again at no control with both competitors attacking each other and uh, really stealing each other's limelight. I remember Ashley Vox defeating Anthony Green in the uh, match of the year that year in 2018, voted by the fans. Um, Chris Statlander comes out immediately, steals her moment, and we end, eventually end up here in an unsanctioned match because we just couldn't keep these two apart. They're, they kind of have that Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, fight forever vibe to them, don't they? I would say, especially now. I mean, if mm-hmm. we if we take into consideration um, the root of these two, who ended up becoming tag team partners for a brief period. Oh boy. Look at this. On the oh, outside, yeah. ugh, ugh, right in the meaty part of the spine. Rough landing on the trash can, a scoop and a slam from Chris Statlander and uh, eventually, we're we're about to get into the crowd here. Something that I always say in the meeting. You're not, not a fan. Not a fan of that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, legitimately, every single meeting, I say, "Hey, let's not do this." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is unsanctioned, so I That's suppose true. they're off the hook. And rules don't regard. matter, right? Exactly. Uh, you mentioned a name there just before, Rachel Ellering. She's back on the open market now. I saw that. That's that's super recent. I, I, I got to tell you, man, she was like one of the top three nicest people I've ever met in pro wrestling. She was extremely nice. And uh, someone who I'd love to get back on the Limitless Wrestling roster to do some more as Ashley Vox peppering Chris. <laughs> look, look at these older individuals there. Is that our old friend Gordon over there? No, no, it's No, behind not. there. This, no, it's not. Exactly, okay. That's exactly why. Ooh, oh, uh. shit. That's exactly why... Uh, I, I tell people not to do that because I know that we do have a lot of older folks who maybe aren't as mobile or uh, some, some kids who might not see it coming. But uh, I think in a match like this, you know, with, with how long we had built up to this, I think fans wanted to see them beat the shit out of each other around the entire arena and they tore it up. Now, why would you go back? And this is me genuinely asking, why would you go back and do another hardcore match between these two? Cause we got another one. Well, I, that's, I mean, that was their choice, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Chris Statlander kind of kind of put us all on the spot there at, at Fresh Blood, dumping Ashley Vox. And uh, I, I would have to say that it, it comes from a yeah, <clears throat> fishing pole now. Quite an array of weapons in this contest. But uh, I think Chris Statlander, in, in her heart of hearts, just wanted to end Ashley Vox. And the feeling of, of ending someone may not come from a pinfall. It may not come from submission, but it may come from them not answering the count of 10 and being flat on the canvas in a heap waiting for medical attention. Where do you get all these weapons from? Uh, fishing rods are us. There you go. No, I was waiting for that. Good, good response. <laughs> <laughs> we are deep into the crowd here. At this I point. actually don't know where the fishing rod came from, to be perfectly honest. I don't think that that was something that I brought to the arena. I've noticed lots of Ashley Vox uh, merchandise here. Lots of people yeah. sporing their Ashley Vox. Do you notice Vox Chris stuff. Statlander's shirt? i got to take a better look at it. It's it's a white. It's got a picture of Ashley Vox printed on it and a <laughs> huge X over it. <laughs> got to live the gimmick, man. Yep. Ashley Vox has been taking pretty much all this match so far, so it looks like she's going to try to turn the table. She shakes up a beer. And things are about to get wet. Love it. Should have thrown it at Eric Greenleaf. <laughs> You'd have liked that, wouldn't you? He referees every match like he's inebriated anyway, so. <laughs> he kind of does. Now, my one criticism of doing these kinds of matches in the audience here is you don't have any screens, so it's extremely hard for a lot of this audience to see what was it's going tough. on. It's tough, yeah, and, and that's another reason why I like wrestlers to kind of keep things at least in the ring or around ringside is so everyone can see um obviously there are some shorter members of our audience or even if you're just in one of the back rows especially in westbrook it could be tough to see from whatever vantage point you may be at but i feel like this one uh, i think there were only a few instances where they were really out of sight of a group of people um it did kind of keep its uh keep its region around ringside 
Tell you, man. If only the Armory had air conditioning, it would be the best venue for pro wrestling ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, what was the bummer is they Look were working this. on that at the very end. Were they? Yeah. Look at this. Some dusty road stuff here. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Was that a wooden hook? It was. And uh, I, I, none of us expected it to break. It was a heavy hook. And even Statlander got so much better than this match by the end of the year. And she's great yes. here. But she Statlander, got I think 2019 especially was just kind of a metamorphosis of Chris Statlander from, from one point to another of just kind of understanding what she was going for, how she would wrestle. And, uh, you know, by the end of the year, really had a complete package together. Look at this. Ooh, nice modified leg neat. drop there. From That was really neat. Statlander. Not used he to her. He pulls that out every now and then. It's just, mm-hmm. it's if it hits right, and it's that's a move that sometimes I people don't know how to be in position for. But uh, when she hits that one on the dot, it's one of the coolest things I think because it just it's incredible athleticism on display. What have you thought of her AEW run so far? Uh oh. Oh. That was rough. That was back of the head to the steel chair. Yeah. Um, her AEW run, I have not watched everything, so it's it's going to be like a, a shitty opinion. But, um, I mean, I, I think it's awesome that she has – she came on very quick and I think connected with a lot of people very quickly, mm-hmm. and then it just felt like it kind of plateaued. Um, and I, I feel like there could have – I mean, this is hindsight, of course, but, like, I feel like there was – had to be a better way to get her into the championship picture and maybe not so quick if you I wanted agree people with that. to really believe in her. You know I agree I mean? with that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's tough sometimes as she flies over the ropes here. I like that little fire up from Ashley there too. Yeah. Ashley Vox, when she's fired up and really wants to get moving, as we're about to see right here. Uh, here we go. It, it, ooh, it, ooh. ooh. Is that, that a, pizza, a is that a pizza plate? A pizza I dish? I believe it is. Yeah. A pan now set in front of her face. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's not pretty. Mm. Ashley Vox took a beating. And this is sometimes you never know uh, what to expect out of a hardcore unsanctioned, unsanctioned especially. But I mean, uh, I, as a booker, never really know what to expect out of wrestlers who I know typically do not do this style of wrestling. Um, I believe talking with the two of these folks Chris had maybe done one hardcore match before this and I believe Ashley had never really done something to this extent she had done uh, some kind of a weapons match but nothing to this extent so this was kind of a first for the both of them in this capacity and uh, honestly if uh, if we weren't moving forward with a Limitless Wrestling Championship if that announcement wasn't closing the show this match would have been the main event no doubt I feel like I've seen this spot in like four different MSP matches. <laughs> this is this is a dan- this is a danger kid favorite right here. DK loves to throw down. Ashley throwing him. Mm. Crowd's loving it. Uh, I mean, this is this is top notch babyface work right here, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, oh, 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 come and see. And in typical babyface fashion, oh, she Ooh. almost got bested, but look at that. Nice. Has their wits about her still connecting with a super kick. See, I like when baby faces don't look like geeks in pro wrestling. It's good. Yes. It's almost like you want your baby faces to be smart. It helps. <laughs> what do you think of Otis as the uh, Money in the Bank winner, Randy? I, I fucking love it. I love <laughs> Otis. I'm a big fan. I couldn't believe you won. Ooh, I, uh, showing uh-oh. some color here. Yep. For busted on her shoulder, too. I'm not surprised. Blood on the floor. Greenleaf got the gimmick gloves out. What a okay. professional. All right. I don't see his Only mask. Only one. I don't see There's his mask. A second. There we go. Chris taking a beating. And I know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Chris had an insanely busy week after this matchup. That's something that sticks with me as well. Wait, can uh, we talk about how long it took through? for Greenleaf to get that second glove on? Oh, quite a while. <laughs> Sorry. It's not the, not the quickest. Ooh. 
Cannonball. So so she had a busy week. What was she doing? I I want to say it was something like four shows in the next seven days. Eesh. Something of that nature. And, and this uh, was at the front end of it? Yes. So this this would have been, I believe, the Friday uh, ahead of like a, a busy couple weeks. I felt like that cannonball happened in slow motion. It was brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. Because Ashley Vox is not a heavy person, so that momentum just has to get just enough. It's like the... You know, the the thing of blocks just tumbling over with just enough momentum. Yes. She had to get a lot of momentum mm-hmm. to knock her out of that chair. Back in the ring. Now looking for the real yeah. catch submission. Trying to hook her. Greenleaf almost getting popped in the face. I wish she did. Mm. Beautiful. Right into the cover. I like their pace here. It's not dragging, but it's also they're they're allowing you to come up and down with them. Yes, uh, very good pace, and I think uh, I think a lot of that's that's some people's selling point of why they like this match better than the uh, last creature standing from Twilight Zone. It's just a pacing thing. Beautiful roll through into the cover from Ashley. Bucks a line. Mm. Oh, God. Planted right on top of her head. Yeah. And I, I also like that there are many moments throughout this matchup that realistically could be the end of the match. Sure. Um, it's just, it, it still baffles me why, and I intentionally did not watch this back until now because I wanted a kind of a fresh view on things, but uh, just, just good to have those moments. I think this is a very well-paced match, and uh, I can I can see why people still talk about it so fondly today. I like that she just pulled a beaten up chair out of underneath the ring. It's already yeah, been we used. Re- we recycle. <laughs> I wonder if that got used earlier in the night on Stokely. Actually, <laughs> Stokely had a rough night before this. Very well may have been. These are my least favorite spots in pro wrestling because when you have <laughs> chairs just laying like that, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah think, it's, just, think when, it's not a guaranteed good landing for yeah, anybody. I think when Moxley got freaking suplex city on to all those at WrestleMania that one year. Yep. Mm. It's a rough landing. You just can't control anything. It's hard to make it quote-unquote safe, you know? And now Chris pushing it further in the ring. Trying to hit her with a superplex. Let's see. Did I just see Greenleaf just counting in the corner? It's unsanctioned. Ah! Ugh! Oh, God. Uh, uh, ow! Rough for both of them. Ow! Ugh! Looks like Statlander's head off a chair and Ashley's Ugh. just completely crashing onto the mm. pile. One, two. Oh, she kicked out. How'd she get out of it? Crowd's loving it. Oh, God, that hurt. Thank God we don't have instant replay here. <laughs> I was just thinking, I wish we did have instant mm. replays. That'd be fun to watch from a couple angles, but not not fun for them, of course. Oh. Uh-oh. This we is got, where things get interesting. We got the, the wrench. The, the, that's no wrench. That's a turnbuckle. And this oh, is the turnbuckle. Okay. There it is. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, I, I've seen some very bad things happen yes. when turnbuckles get introduced, like that right there. I mean, I remember how this match ends, and it's brutal. Um I have a I have a lasting memory in my head of Warhorse actually when he was uh, a young Warhorse as Jake Parnell, a member of the Viking War Party. Uh, there, there's a infamous match from the Midwest, him and Gary J, where uh oh, hey. um, he he's getting uh, it's it's virtually a real catch submission with that thing, and he gets his entire cheek lip ripped open. Uh... With it's bad news. It's uh, bad news. And this is about to be bad news right here for Chris Stat. Middle rope moonsault. Uh. No water in the pool, but three steel chairs instead. And Ashley going right for the real catch submission. That's got to be insanely uncomfortable and just can't hold it on after the yeah. fingers being stomped in that turnbuckle by Chris Statland. Yeah. And again, this is great stuff here from Ashley Vox. This is why she is so good and moments it's mm. the moments 
Well, and like I like my pro wrestling to make sense. Of course. And that's not insulting me as an audience member here. It's telling me that what I saw earlier in this match matters. She can't even swing yeah, the she, chair yeah, she, right, properly. Exactly. She can't even hold the chair right. up with that hand. Right. She's thinking of coming up with an idea here, though. What Not do we fast got? enough. Ooh. This was fun. Chris Statlander hooking in Ashley Vox's own submission move. Thought that was a nice little twist. Rope break's not going to help you here. No, she hits her with the turnbuckle. That's going to help there. I feel like since this match, we've seen in, in, in a lot of different Limitless Wrestling and, and even Let's Wrestle Hardcore matches, I've seen a turnbuckle introduced so many times. Well, it leaves an influence. I guess so. Still can't. Here we go. Submission. Here we go. Yeah. People uh, are coming out of their chairs. Uh, Good uh, lord. She taps out. Oh, right. dear Lord, the crowd has come unglued with that. What a fun finale. Ashley Vox is your winner. That was a fun match in about 17 minutes and 50 seconds. One of the longer matches in modern Limitless history, truthfully. Yes. Um, I, I Typically, I mean, you're looking at, there's probably a few matches each show that even get beyond a, a 12 to 14 minute range. And I, I think this show, this show did have a couple longer matches, but this, I think, was about the same length as the main event. At, at no point was I bored in that match. No, no. Yeah. It, it just, it, it, the flow, as you said, the flow is very good. Um, it just, I was continuously intrigued with what these two were going to do next. So did that match age well, in your opinion? Yeah, I would say so. And I can, uh, I can totally understand where people are coming from of, of preferring this one to the last creature standing. I, I myself like the last creature standing one a lot. It was, it was going to be a very nice kind of uh, bow tie on everything. And it was actually, you know, we thought that was going to be it for Chris Statland. I remember we talked about that a little bit and uh, it'd be a fun way for her to go out against, you know, probably her, her uh, most popular feud in limitless wrestling against Ashley Vox. But I don't know. I, I like the last creature standing one a little more, but I, I really do enjoy this match a lot, and I'm glad it won the poll because I hadn't seen it in quite some time. Certainly, and we'll have to do another watch along at some point soon here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. And make sure, of course, you are sharing the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, subscribing to it, leaving reviews, and most importantly this week, Randy, submitting to the Alba Star Search. All you got to do, hashtag Alba Star Search. Cut a promo on me. Cut a promo on something. Cut a promo on Randy. I don't care. I'd love for you to cut a promo on Randy. Submit it <laughs> and uh, get your entries in because you can win some cool swag. Anything else you want to add, Randy? No, I think that's it. Um, we'll see you again next week, and uh, I hope we get some submissions in. And don't be afraid to cut your promos on John Alba, folks. I think I'd like that even more. We'll see you next time. <laughs>